Those are all my two and three. All right, recording. I don't have any all right, ones. starting. And hello, welcome back to the Kinetic Picture Podcast. I am your host, Christian Gentolia. It has been a long two weeks, but right now I have my buddies, Dominic Toscano. Hello. Star Kai. yo And the man that was supposed to be here since the very beginning, but he's only showing up at the end, Joshua Evangelista. That's me. <laughs> Anyways, during this week, we're going to talk about the worst movies we've ever seen because... Honestly, over the weekend, I just saw the worst movie, probably the, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And if you didn't guess, it was Justice League. It was pretty bad. Uh, that That's an understatement, man. That is <laughs> probably, oh my God. It, it's so weird because I didn't even like hate it or anything. It's just that it felt so bland and repetitive and it just didn't have any purpose to it. I, I just don't understand how you can have like... The four, like three of the t- four of like the most popular superheroes of all time: Flash, Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman. And they and I don't care. Can I can I add that neither Star nor I saw the movie. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh. But I thought of something today, and I think possibly, and I want to know your thoughts because I haven't actually seen the Justice League movie. Uh-huh. But Batman and Superman. One of the reasons that I, I don't think it worked in Marvel, like all these coming together of Marvel superheroes do, is because Marvel superheroes like have interesting personalities, and all the personalities of the Justice League people are kind of the same. They're all just like really powerful people who come together. <laughs> they tried to like they tried to instill Flash, the Flash, as um the comic relief. He's basically a carbon copy of Quicksilver from the X Men universe. He even has the same thing where. You know, there's a big net of everything slowing down, and he messes with people, and then time resumes, stuff like that. God, the effect is the same, isn't it's it? It's exactly That's the horrible. same. Jesus. It's really cheap. But then other than that, I think like Aquaman has a personality that's similar to Thor now. Mm. Uh, yeah, Bruce Wayne and Wonder Woman are very serious. Yeah, it's pretty uh, bland. <laughs> Cyborg had no personality. I don't understand what, who was the only reason Cyborg was. Well, we're getting into spoilers, but oh no, don't don't spoil it's it. It's not really. I a still want to listen. Yeah. I still want to watch. He it. was just. There was no point of him being there. They like. I feel like they only made him have certain aspects of character just so that he was integral to the ending. Yeah. Like, other than that, we could have cut him out. They really should have just not had Cyborg in there and just had Green Lantern. Because they're going to be releasing a cyborg movie in the year 2020. A solo movie. And who the heck is going to watch that? (laughs) I mean, I can't imagine that guy carrying a movie on his own, much less anybody being like, oh, I want to see a movie about cyborg. (laughs) I bet people will watch. I I mean, Uh, if they're producing it, that means there's a demand for it. It's a superhero (laughs) movie. Yeah, Yeah, but like... So they're making the Black Panther movie coming out next year, right? And like they had such a... Yeah, yeah, that's that's nice. yeah. It's early February. next year. Yeah. I think it's February. Yeah, yeah. So, but they had such a good introduction to him in yeah, Civil War. Absolutely. Like yeah. at least it was better than Cyborg, which I mean the bar is set pretty low there. But you know, <laughs> but like, like I don't mind doing like a solo movie after the team up. But <sighs> right, but like I feel like the characters need to have their own personalities. They need to establish themselves as people that the audience can like before. Yeah, they, they're given a chance at having their own entire movie, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is that the the span between the first Iron Man and the first Avengers and Man of Steel and Justice League was the same thing. Wow. But in that, yeah, four years. And in that time, Marvel was able to pump out Hulk, Iron wow. Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, 
um, Captain America, all in four years. And then for for Justice, like, it was just <laughs> Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, Man of Steel, and then you have the team movie. Like I don't Suicide like, Squad and Suicide Squad. Yeah, but which does that still, even count? That's still five in four years. Yeah, but it, they didn't flow together. Or I mean, other. I don't, but they were all bad. Yeah, the they were all, they were yeah, all bad. They were all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for Wonder Woman. Here, Wonder Woman's pretty good. Actually, I I'm almost done watching Wonder Woman. I have like 20 minutes left, but I really don't think it's that great. Uh, I think it's pretty overrated. I uh, I mean, I mean, I, I thought like the first half was decent. It was just the third act, or the, uh, the third act that really messed up. There are things about it that I liked, but I I, f- I feel like a lot of it was pretty bland. Like, all the secondary characters that form that team of soldiers, Mm -hmm. they're all unneeded. They all don't have any... They're all pretty one-dimensional, basically. God, this is such a negative podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Should should we move on to the good stuff? Should we move on to what our least favorite movies are? (laughs) Yeah, let's let's dig into this negativity. That's that's more positive. That's more positive. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, let's 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 start let's start in the quarter. Let's, with, t- let's start with let's Star. Start, yeah, Star let's has start with Star. Star. Actually, let, yeah, let's so, do that. One of the w- recent movies I watched that was really terrible it's be something we all like. <laughs> <laughs> was Atomic Blonde. All right. Oh, I oh I didn't see Atomic Blonde. Right. I was right. supposed to go, but I didn't yeah. see it. <laughs> I think we were all supposed to go, but we didn't go. I've seen mixed responses to Atomic Blonde. I haven't watched it myself yet, but. It seemed to me like it was female John Wick. That's, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. So I feel like something the the thing wrong with the movie is that there's I guess for every movie they they put a lot of effort in production design and stuff like that, but they they haven't put enough story on explaining the story, and it's like she's fighting people throughout, and you don't really understand why she's doing it. She's just ha- having like cool gadgets, cool. Um, <laughs> I like cool gadgets. <laughs> Gadgets. I'm down for gadgets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, investigator. What was that guy's the oh, inspector gadget? Inspector gadget. gadget. That, was, that was my shit. Yeah, <laughs> and she she has like good choreography stuff like that, but there was no point to it. It's like I, I didn't understand the point until the very end, and when they said it on the very end, it's like a lot of people didn't understand it, and in fact, I reviewed it and i was like i don't understand this at all and then uh i mean two other people other than us kind of liked the post so oh, like, really? they, they didn't understand it either so uh just to interject he posted his review on letterbox letterbox sponsor us by the way <laughs> we all are on letterbox except for josh i'm on letterbox oh you are yeah, yeah, oh. Josh is a, yes, i just, oh, you just, I just you may it. prefer another system that's but also not sponsoring if us, you really want us. a high pristine facebook for film nerds Join us up on Letterbox, and just to reiterate, we're not sponsored by Letterbox, Wait, but we want to be. <laughs> but we want to be. <laughs> I would take a sponsoring from anything. Really. Yeah, honestly. Dollar Shave Club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Squarespace. A- ASMR. <laughs> Dollar Shakes. <laughs> Is your website off to par? For the whole- Sorry, did you like the um, the acting in that movie? I heard Charlize Theron and James McAvoy were actually decent in it. Uh, I mean, like, I, it's really hard for me to tell good acting from bad mm, acting. Mm. But from what I know, I did not notice bad acting, so I guess it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, that's, yeah. If that you would, don't notice the acting, then that's a yeah, sure sign that. Could you buy her as like a kick at kick, a butt kicking? <laughs> 
<laughs> Wonder Woman, basically. Uh, yeah, y- yeah, yeah. Definitely. You like it, you liked it more than a superhero movie, though. Like her her role in it. More than I, th- like I think a superhero, superhero movie is better than that. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. And wow. you hate superhero movies. Or, well, well, it's not that I hate. It's that I never grew up with it. Uh, so I don't have that um, enthusiasm through enthusiasm when it comes to watching superheroes, Marvel versus DC or whatever. Right. Else. Yeah. I wonder if like we just did a marathon of Marvel movies with Star. Uh, yes. I'd be so down to do that yes. just for you. Christmas break. Yeah, like, like oh, the the weekend after reading days. Yeah, Let's all Wait, seventeen about that later. of them. We'll, we'll, we'll okay. talk about it later. All yeah. seventeen. We'll all 17. <laughs> not all of them. Maybe not some of the. Recent I watched. Ones, I but watched like a, the up until Avengers. I watched all the Iron Man mm-hmm. and I watched uh, Spider Man Two: Homecoming. So. Oh really? Um, yeah. Did you like them? Yeah, Iron Man's pretty good. Uh, Spider Man Two was better, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, let's. So let's, that was that was Star's bad that movie. That was Star's bad movie. Oh my bad yeah, movie, uh, dude! I, um, I I'm gonna pull out the real guns. <laughs> oh, okay, so <laughs> really? I w- I watched this movie for a film history class called uh, Prospero's Books. Oh yeah, you were telling me about oh, that. My God, like, and our friend was that the film that our friend Sierra liked? I don't know if Sierra I bet liked Sierra it. Sierra would have liked that. I feel uh, like Sierra would have liked seems it. Like Sierra's kind of movie. What's it? Oh what's no, it she said she only box? understood four percent of this movie. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, it's got a three point four stars out of five. But oh my god, I, I, so it's a retelling of the Tempest through the main character. I guess the main character Prospero. I'm not. Yeah, mm-hmm. main character. But like, it's Shakespeare's worst play. I just want to throw that out there. Well, it's, it's my it, least well, favorite. Worst play, worst movie. Jesus Christ! Like, <laughs> it was just, like, it was just like monologuing the whole time, and all it would be, it was literally just like him monologuing and like a lateral tracking shot of him walking through like random people having or naked nude people and stuff what? like that. Down. <laughs> I thought so too. But <laughs> is but that I, what you went in thinking? Uh, no. That's why Sierra likes it. (laughs) (laughs) That was the only four percent that she understood. Wow! (laughs) But like, I didn't understand like what was going on. I just saw like random like exotic dance movements, and I was like, I feel like if I was high, I would appreciate this movie more. Was it like surreal? Was like a surrealist film? Maybe absurdism. Absurdist. That's the only way. I I don't think absurdist is what you're looking for. I think surrealism probably. Surrealism. Well. I'm ignorant, so, but <laughs> I, I don't understand. I, like, like there's so many better ways to tell this story, and they choose. I don't even know how. And none of the people were pretty in it either. Like, if we're gonna have, um, if we're gonna have like, like nude people and like you have random things happening like at least make it look nice whether yeah. it's the actors or like the shots but it was the most mundane thing uh, but i mean i don't know <laughs> I, I after watching justice league i feel like any bad movie is like fine compared to it like i had <laughs> like i know my expectations were low for justice league but right. i could not process the fact that they still didn't meet them <laughs> when you talk about the nude scenes what do you mean by they were so mundane like, like they didn't. I didn't feel like they served the purpose of the story that, um, 
what's his face was tr- that Peter Greenaway was trying to tell. And like I would look at like articles dissecting the movie mm-hmm. and I'm just like I don't I can't see this. <laughs> like I'm I try to understand it. Like I tried looking up like like how, what what was he trying to do but it was just like what? <laughs> and I don't know. I was yeah. Apparently Mark Rylance is in this movie. Oh really? So he's come a long way. Is he naked in the movie? I wouldn't know. I probably fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah. I I have a I, I want to say one that like other people know, so we can all talk about it. Right. Okay. Like we all. Okay. So, have you guys seen Scooby the Scooby Doo movie? Yes. <laughs> Storm, have you seen that? No. Uh, that uh, movie is awful. I think that's as close as we're gonna get on this list to people seeing it. Uh, Scooby Scooby Doo movie is one of my four. Two, or two star movies, two out of ten. I use a different uh, s- system than Letterbox, uh, so two out of ten in my rating scale. I I despise this movie, and I've seen it so many. Most of the movies on my least favorite list are like the ones I grew up watching, and oh, like yeah. from a young age, I hated it. But then we just kept playing it again and again, and it cemented itself in my mind as such a bad movie. The original one is the one I rated two stars. I don't oh know, really? I don't. I don't. I think I guess I liked. They're Scooby rated the better. same on IMDb. Um, oh really? Well, it's it's the first one that I really despise. Oh my god! I remember. Because I like the I like the cotton candy monster in the second one. You guys remember the cotton candy yeah. monster? Cotton candy monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scooby and Shaggy like eat the cotton rem- candy monster. Are, are they animated or live? Uh, it's, it's both. both. Oh. Scooby Doo is animated. The rest are like real. People. Oh. The, the second one is a lot of animated. Yeah. Uh, the first one's not as much. So the first one is the one where they have those really tall, like, brown goblin-looking yeah, people. Yeah, where they're on the island. Yeah, oh, man. That's a bad one. <laughs> it doesn't look good. It, it doesn't make any sense. I don't think it's, the like... CGI is really bad. It's so bad. Especially for Scooby. <laughs> and, like, it doesn't even feel like a Scooby... It's not fun. It's not like a Scooby-Doo yeah. Yeah. Fun movie. It's kind of dark. Yeah. It's um, very dark. Yeah. Like, they almost die, I remember correctly. I mean, they get freaking possessed. Yeah. I feel like that's later Scooby-Doo stuff, not like fun Scooby-Doo. Fun fact, you want to know who wrote the screenplay for Scooby-Doo? Who? James Gunn. Really? Guardians of the Galaxy oh. director. Wow. That is crazy. <laughs> come a long way. <laughs> He's come all these people have come a long way from these crappy movies. Yeah, maybe in the future people will like look at our movies and be like, wow, those were so shit. But hey, I know these people. <laughs> like, We're now making movies that are someday going to be on people's least favorite list. <laughs> <laughs> I can't You know, I'm actually kind of proud of the of Joy that we shot over this weekend, though. Like, yeah. I don't, you haven't seen any of the I, shots? No, before? I haven't. It but looks the, great. Yeah. I like that one picture I took. I really like that one picture. Put that on the fucking poster. <laughs> uh, apologies. That was language. Can we make a timestamp there? I just I already yeah, made and two. You said shit like twice. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, you oh, said. Gosh. You were like, oh, what if people hey. look back in these movies and are like, oh, these are so shit. Oh. Uh, well, you just. You're, well, you're we're going to edit all this out. <laughs> you're making my life hard. <laughs> I am I am sorry, sir. <laughs> I just wrote down four timestamps in the fan of 30 seconds because we all... All right. I didn't even notice the first two times. So So we'll just cut like that entire minute or two out. We're just going to cut this entire thing about joy out because it's irrelevant to the topic at hand. Can can we go back to like uh, Star saying they've come a long way talking about the gun guy? 
Yeah, James yeah. Gunn. James he's Gunn. he's come a long way with with doing Scooby Doo and helming probably like one of the most popular parts of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The thing is, I still feel like Guardians of the Galaxy. Every character basically has the exact same personality except for Groot. Like they're all just like really mad and edgy, and they're like, "Oh, I don't want to be here," but. I don't know if I agree with that specifically, but I also don't enjoy the Guardians of the Galaxy compared to most yeah. other things. I feel like they, they teamed up too early. Like, That's all exactly. of the new introduction. It doesn't really? make any sense yeah. why they joined up. Yeah. I feel like... Well, it makes sense why they joined up, but why did they stay together? Yeah. I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy did a better job of introducing characters and teaming up than Justice League did, though. Well, oh, yeah, definitely. I don't, oh, well, I don't yeah, make a judgment yeah, about well, that. Are you talking yeah. about one or two? I'm talking about one. I liked one. The way one is than two. I haven't seen two. That oh, is the really? only Marvel movie I have not seen. Seems pretty mediocre. You're not missing out. I'll see it eventually. Oh, I true. keep meaning to get it because it's on Redbox. Oh, uh, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every hey, can I can brand I, name? <laughs> can I just drop the name Adidas right now and just ask them to sponsor? <laughs> I don't want Adidas shoes. I want a cool. You shoe want brand. my Adidas shoes, J.K. I do enjoy yours, but I like. What I like are those? What are those? <laughs> I thought they like never that one picture that you took. We Sasha Me? and I were both oh, yeah, wearing yeah. Adidas. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> I like Adidas. Adidas. Gonna... I prefer on females. I would not wear. Oh Adidas really? Generally. Those look good on you, but like as a I generality. Mm. Oh well, Dom, <laughs> the man who has seen a movie from every year since eighteen eighty eight. Eighty eight. The man whose <laughs> filmography spans one thousand films. What disgusting. is the life. worst? <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> what is the worst movie that you have ever seen? So the worst movie I've ever seen is this very strange film called After Last Season. <laughs> Christian's laughing because... <laughs> We're muting all our mics except for Dom's. So Christian's like dying laughing right now. Because I showed him part of the movie today before we left. It was so Literally bad. every aspect of these movies is terrible. So I don't even know if I can explain the plot, but it's like there's these people working at like a research facility and they're studying um, projecting dreams into like a virtual reality. And then the plot is that something from the virtual reality starts attacking them in the real world. And they can only see it while they're, like, immersed in the dream world. And it's really strange because they use this really old CGI software. Everything's, like, an ugly <laughs> polygon, like, cutting like through Windows each XP. other. It looks, it like looks really XP. bad. That sounds like, actually, I feel like that would be a good horror plot. It's actually, like, like kind just of interesting. Being just you describing it, I'm like, wow, I could see that being, like, a horror film it's almost it's almost an interesting plot like it's almost like almost. fascinating how weird it is but the thing is everything about it is abysmally terrible so it this movie came out in 2009 it looks like it was shot on like a 90s camcorder um. the audio quality is terrible like i could probably record something on my phone that sounds better dialogue Honestly, dialogue is really bland acting is awful script makes no sense <laughs> It's just it's just awful in every way. And oh, and the worst one of the worst things about it is for the lighting for every scene, they always used one light. So you always see humongous really <laughs> bold shadows behind everything on the screen. It's just everything about it is so perfectly ugly in every way. It's a style decision. Them. <laughs> 
I'm going to tell them the budget for this freaking movie. So the budget was $5 million. No. And it's on YouTube. Just Guess search up after last season. Do, do you feel like the director... How long is it? It's hour an and hour half. 30. Do you feel like the, the director didn't have like any idea how how it works and then just decided like, I really think I just have five million dollars to spend <laughs> yeah yeah I don't understand how it got made but it really seems like the director had no idea what he was doing at all like he probably never worked on a film before and another thing the production design is really strange because all the scenes take place in different buildings but it was shot in the same building and what they did is they just made each room look different so what they did is to decorate rooms, they would use pieces of paper and cardboard to construct these very elaborate sets. Like there's a doctor's office and they built an, uh, an MRI machine model out of paper and like cardboard. And it looks so strange. It almost looks like Wes Anderson-esque. That's cool. But I like, like the idea, maybe not in this like The setting, execution. Like, it's, yeah, it's almost fascinating how weird some of it is. Like but, that, like that, that the movie that's coming up. I think I should you the trailer for like we built a maze. It's like that maze movie where the I think that came out a while ago. Yeah, but it's like all made out of construction paper. That actually seems but, interesting, but like in yeah. this case, it's like it's like really ugly and really blatant that they were trying hard to make it look realistic. <laughs> I just like to point out that the fact that this movie had a five million dollar budget means it had a bigger budget than Moonlight, which won Best Picture last year or this year, and Rocky. Rocky had four point wow. six million dollars as its budget. Yeah, that's crazy. That is depressing. That you couldn't afford more than one light for a movie. <laughs> oh my god! I <laughs> I don't understand how it got made. <laughs> I don't understand either. It was so bad. So okay. I feel like uh, any discussion about the worst movies ever wouldn't be complete if we didn't talk about The Room, <laughs> which is the king of bad movies. Mm-hmm. So has anyone here seen it besides me? No. No. Oh man, are you serious? I guess this means I we're gonna to. be chilling together and watching the room before the disaster artist comes. Oh out. man, I'm not gonna fucking go watch. Uh, uh, damn it. Uh, uh, all right, I am right. not going to go watch the disaster artist. <laughs> Wait, can it. you repeat that again? You're right, too loud. Just repeat that. I am not going to watch the disaster artist. What? Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, just because that still sounded weird. So. <laughs> do you want me w- one more take? <laughs> yeah, let's do it again. You let's sound get... like suddenly angry. And I know. I was that shot, was purpose. Shot one a take five. <laughs> I am not going to watch the disaster artist. Why not? <laughs> I just don't want. I, maybe I'll watch it like. Well, at once home. you see the room and you realize like how hilariously bad everything about it is, I think you'll be interested. Okay, but I'm not going to the theaters. The Room is really one of the most surreal films I've ever seen. Just because the, the, dialogue, the dialogue is so strange, and the lead actor, Tommy Wiseau, who's mm-hmm. also the writer and director, he has this strange accent that nobody is able to place. <laughs> like, we know so little about him, he's just like a total mystery. And the way he talks is just so strange. He's like, probably an alien. He's, he, he literally looks and seems like an alien. And and as a result of the way he speaks, every line just sounds so strange, and it, it's become like an extremely quotable, like hilarious thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what I want to like ask is, <laughs> if you <laughs> let's say you're watching a bad movie, right, and you know that the creators 
wanted to make a bad movie, does that give them a little more like space or a little leverage into like quote unquote liking said bad movie? Like the disaster artist, the guy took it seriously and just made a bad movie. So, but like the people of Sharknado wanted to make a bad movie. Wait, no, the wait, what? I thought the people. He he huh? means the room. You mean the no? He wasn't. He was, no. When he made the room, he genuinely believed. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, the yeah. next Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. But but the people who made Sharknado knew going in that it was going to be bad, so they just had fun with it. I mean, so personally, I don't really care what the motivation is. Like, if a movie is bad, it's bad. Me neither. But I think, I, I think you're in the right direction. That what was that word we talked about? Camp. Camp. If a movie's made with camp, then it's fine because yeah. that's a style choice. If it's supposed to be good, and it's well, not, even I, if it has also, camp, it can still be bad. Also, I, I feel like the people in on the set would be more enjoyable if they know that mm-hmm. they're yeah, going to make a bad, a bad movie, rather mm. than work on something really hard and realize, oh, this is terrible, you know? I think if you're trying to make something bad with the intention of it being funny or just plain fun, that's fine, and it can still, like, be good in a strange yeah, way. Yeah, I disagree that you're making something bad in that case. Yeah, exactly. I disagree with the idea that it's, mm. they're intentionally making it mm-hmm. bad because, like, they're just trying to make something good that's like a funny, like a parody almost. Yes, yeah. But something like The Room, which was genuinely intended to be a very serious, dramatic film. <laughs> I can't do it. That's like, right. it doesn't matter to me. It's just like... <laughs> I can't do this. This is... <laughs> Okay. Well, Speaking of Sharknado, though, that was on my list. That was oh, on your list. It's uh, it's not on my number. It's not on my two stars. It's on my three stars. <laughs> Sharknado's just ridiculous. But I I didn't even like it as a campy movie. Yeah, really. I just I, didn't like it. I think it's pretty bad. But they made four of them. Have you watched any of the other? I, <laughs> I started the second. Started I, I didn't start. Maybe it was on. I don't remember. I saw part of the second. Mm. But and they just ended the same way. I'm completely down to like just have a night where we're all just like hammered and just watch like a campy movie. I would be love fun. Th- that would be so much fun. What what campy movie? And then I'll tell you if I'm interested. <laughs> I nominate the room. The ro- I would do the room. I okay, the room. I'm, I'm so down for I'm the down room. I'm down too. I'm down too. I'd do that. Fuck ten- <laughs> God damn it, Josh! But that was a good. That was a good pause. <laughs> Fucking dumb. Wow, Christian. Shit. Stop. <laughs> Um, this is not happening. I would be down doing that tonight. Tonight? Yeah. Going to stay. Yeah. Say. I'd be down. I was planning on packing up tonight, but I can just go home late and. Yeah. yeah just go home. I'm, I'm down yeah. too. Really? I just need to edit Wait, first. Are, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you edit while I'm at rehearsal. Yeah. 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 What time and are you coming to? I'm supposed to have a. I guess we're going to cut this <laughs> Wait, part we out. We have to cut this part out. <laughs> but uh, I'm supposed to have a uh, lighting paper tech at 9.15. I think that'll take me 15 to 30 minutes, so 9.45. 9.45, okay. But I could probably okay. move, I could probably get out of rehearsal early and move the lighting tech up, so 9.30. Actually, I have a question for you. I have an answer, maybe. Um, if you watch the worst movie ever made and the worst play production ever made. Oh, uh, easy answer. I already know the question, but ask it. Uh, which would you consider? I just want to stand up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Josh is currently standing. Josh is currently I standing. To, I need to see. I need to see Christian better. Aw, I like that. Josh is rotating right, the mic. Ask, ask, ask the question. <laughs> ask the question. Which Which would you prefer 
Actually, how about you ask the question because I don't even know what question I'm asking. The question right. you are about to ask. <laughs> are we all going to stand? We're all currently standing. <laughs> the question Christian is about to ask is would I rather, which would be worse, the worst movie ever made or the worst play ever made? Mm-hmm. The worst play ever made. There is a higher margin of error in live action theater. So you'd find that more entertaining when they oh, mess up. No, uh, so it's more embarrassing. Mm, I would leave both. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I would rather see the worst movie ever made than the worst uh, uh, play ever made. Because in the worst play, there's live actors. There's people right there that I oh. am already on the page. I see them. Like people on a screen, maybe it was 20 years ago. Like I don't I don't care. I almost cursed them. <laughs> he was about to curse them. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't care. I don't care about them. I will laugh at them. I feel... Automatic. I don't necessarily feel empathy for them. Mm. That's for a lot of people in the live theater, sh- that's shoot. just awkward. <laughs> this, this guy is on stage. He's, he's probably try- trying. He's put like and like weeks I, of work. Into yeah, it. yeah. Like, I never thought about that. It, wow. It's just it's. I, I wouldn't even. I can't. I can't laugh. Like when bad things. Like I can laugh at recordings of theater mishaps. Right. Like that I can laugh at. But when I'm actually in the theater seeing something really bad, oh, I cannot laugh at that. It's like <laughs> oh god. Ugh. It's like pulling at my heart. Now I feel bad for being critical of any mo- or any play I've ever won. No, don't be, don't, don't say that. It's just because they're, yeah, 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 yeah. they're not gonna know. They're not gonna know. They're not gonna care. So isn't that part of theater etiquette? Like you don't tell it. Part of the theater etiquette is you don't, unless you're a critic, you do not <clears throat> tell uh, the anybody associated in the process how bad they were. <clears throat> you only say good things, or you say nothing at all. Unless you're a critic, hmm. but like that's oh. like to, like that's that's broken. <laughs> like your cro- closest friends, like I want honest feedback so that I can. Well, in raising some captivity, some people are more fragile than others. <laughs> but some people are a lot more yeah. fragile than others. It's it's, yeah. it's really a case by case thing. Generally, you just you did great. That's like in the theater building, you you'll never see. I didn't like blah blah blah. <laughs> Y'all, it'll always be. Hey, saw you in raising captivity the other day. It was great. Yeah, I've it all- was great. Yeah, I volunteered for a theater show, and everyone didn't like a person, and I guess that's why, <laughs> because he was talking bad about other. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. Uh, you can gossip. Gossiping is fine. It's accepted that that happens. <laughs> but you, I mean, there's a limit. You gotta know. Gotta know the limit. Star, what do you think? What do you think makes a bad movie for you? Uh, well, a bad movie. Hmm. I mean, obviously, there's, like, the typical, like, oh, the lighting was bad, the story was, or I don't know, the story was dumb or something like that, but, like, what what will what will knock a movie down a peg for you? If I didn't understand it. If you don't understand mm-hmm. it. But, right. it. But the thing is, for me, it could just be, like, The Revenant, I didn't understand it because they're accents, but... Mm. Does, it, does that make it, it bad in your eyes? Well... For me, it doesn't make sense to me, and so I, I don't really want to care about it. But so when I don't really care about it, it's kind of like yeah, it's 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 almost synonymous as being bad. But like if I watch a foreign film, I'll I'll get subtitles for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I wouldn't understand without subtitles. How do you separate? <clears throat> how do you separate like a, mo- a movie just being bad and just like you not being able to understand it? Um. I feel like, again, uh, 
referring to our, our previous podcast, I was saying how I believe that story is keen. Mm-hmm. So if there was a story that just doesn't logically make sense from point A to point B, I feel that it kind of removes me as an audience mm-hmm. to watch the movie and want and I want to be removed from the movie itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we're all sitting down now. Uh, follow my lead. Yeah. It's like follow the leader in here. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I just so, do what's comfortable. I will lay on the ground if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. The and then we'll all lay on the ground there. too, are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dom. So, <laughs> like, since you've watched so many movies, mm-hmm. I mean, all bad movies have like the same. Like, I guess this is similar to the question I asked. Are like they're they're all gonna have the same general what's wrong with them, like the stuff that's wrong with them. But how do you determine that after last season was the worst movie you've ever seen when, like, I don't, like, I don't know, you could watch, like, Birdemic. Right. And, like, how do you, like, differentiate between the two? I mean, it was an eye-opening experience for me when I first watched some really bad movies, like on the IMDb Bottom 100, because previously I would just think, oh, I don't like this, it's bad. But when I when I saw like really really bad stuff like you can't tell what's happening on the screen you can't hear what people are saying <laughs> actors are forgetting their lines and they keep performing <laughs> and they keep that take <laughs> there's like terrible lighting uh just like there's it's strange because even some really bad movies are passable like even Justice League was really bad but like you can still tell what's happening on the screen True, like yeah. the acting's decent the editing's fine like the story's fine so it was really an eye-opening experience because i realized how bad movies can truly be Mm -hmm. and i feel like after last season is bad in every single way (laughs) so that's why to me it's the worst thing it really fills you with hope though like yeah i know right i can make a feature film You can definitely make something better than after last season, if I guarantee thing, you. If that thing could get $5 million, mm-hmm. what are we doing with our lives with this no-budget filmmaking crap? <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, that, what I was, like that leads me on to my next... I guess this is like for everybody. Do you think... Like, we all want to watch good movies, right? Mm-hmm. But do you no. think, like... <laughs> Depends. No good Depends movies on the mood. for me. <laughs> but do you think that like watching too many good movies will like placate your your i your like opinion of them because like all you've seen like let's say for example all you saw were like the classics right like Godfather or like Rear Window or stuff like that right and like that was all you saw do you think your opinions of those movies, do you think, basically, do you think you need to watch bad movies to appreciate good ones? I absolutely do. Definitely. I mean, I feel like if all you watched were movies that people consider the greatest, you'd become, you would feel so unchallenged by uh, deciding which ones are better that you would just nitpick really pointless things. CinemaSins. Yeah. Sponsor <laughs> Basically CinemaSins. So if you watch something really bad, you start to realize how good even bad stuff is <laughs> even generic stuff in theaters are actually like pretty good compared to like the worst of the worst yeah. so i feel like it's a necessary part of watching movies i don't know if i agree as wholeheartedly i feel like you can still like i don't i don't think there has to be like you'll you'll still have a rating scale but if you enjoy all of them 
like there's going to be even in the cl- the best of the best there's movie that's movies mm-hmm. that I don't enjoy as much like even what? though I've well, none of them made this list they weren't that bad <laughs> but like I don't know there's just yeah no I don't know off the top of my head yeah it's uh but like there's 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 an incline I feel like you wouldn't like them all but I don't think your whole experience is going to be ruined <laughs> just because you didn't see horrible films and i think if you go from like watching the best of the best and then you go and watch like mediocre films i think you still have the potential to enjoy that because you'll 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 have you'll get into more like the actiony movies and it's like it's going into it's feeding into a whole different side also it's not considering the fact that you might not like those classic movies and yeah. you might like <laughs> the other yeah. ones more you know what i mean that's true mm-hmm. I, I mean <clears throat> i feel like there like there are some like good movies out there that like I can appreciate but I didn't like right and like it's just I don't, want huh don't feel bad <laughs> <laughs> no no, no I'm, I'm not trying to segue to that kind of talk I'm just more <laughs> thinking about the fact that like like there's gotta I mean there has to be something that you can like take away from from the worst movies you've ever seen right other than don't ever do it like this <laughs> right right definitely like right. There's this, there are these groups called uh, Rift Tracks, and there's also Mystery Science Theater 3000, which is like a show. And basically, the plotline for both of those things is that they take really bad movies and they provide commentary for it. And it's it's a really hilarious experience because they they just crack jokes the entire time. And it's just one of the, it's just some of the funniest experiences I've ever had was watching like Birdemic with Rift Tracks. And the Star Wars holiday special with Rift Tracks. <laughs> it's just, it, it turns something that's really bad into something that's immensely enjoyable to the point where I think it's like superior to watch these films with, huh. with yeah. a group of people yeah. or Rift Tracks to laugh at it. So, like, I, I, still, think, I still think bad movies can be enjoyable. <clears throat> um, hmm. Well, Josh, you wanted a. What? Wanted a segue? Yeah. Josh, that go for us. I should probably. Uh, oh God! <laughs> yeah. God, I'm the Mark host. Mark the timestamps. Yeah, I'm the so host, you know and to... I'm not. I'm not a good host right now. Uh, all right. Um, I was gonna go like, what's our favorite or best movie? But then it's like we've already talked yeah. about that recently. Yeah, sort of. Um. Jeez, what can we talk about? So or what about week? what about television shows? What kind of television shows? Television shows that we hate. Or oh, that... uh, no, I have a better one. Um. So, like, most of my, I said before, most of my uh, worst movies are, like, movies I watched a lot as a child, and then now they're even worse. Do you find that to be the case? Like, what? how how do you feel towards, like, the movies of your childhood? That's a good question. Mm. I've, I've When I started watching movies again, I realized how many movies from the past I've seen that are just, like, really bad, mm-hmm. and how when you're a kid, you, you just don't just don't really care about you know narrative Quality. depth or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah basically but um actually as i grew older i was or i love the prequels when i was younger mm-hmm. me too the third movie is still my favorite yeah I oh, love, favorite of all time uh, or of, of all, all the star wars uh, maybe what? not the recent ones i haven't thought about that but the third i, I think i love it i love the third movie interesting i feel i don't know i have Honestly, the only like when I was little, the only movie I I wasn't able to buy a lot of movies. So the movies I kept replaying were, um, 
Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban <laughs> and the Star Wars prequels. Those were like the four <laughs> movies That's every Saturday that I pl- or I would play and just watch all the time. I mean, so, a lot of people consider a- Prisoner of Azkaban to be the best Harry Potter I d- movie. I consider it yeah, to be yeah. the best Harry Potter movie. Is that the one where they go back in time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's not one of my favorites. Didn't, didn't you say you like no, Goblet no. of Fire? Yeah, Goblet of Fire is where it's at. It's not like <laughs> necessarily a huge part of the storyline, but I just feel like it's really entertaining. I feel it's like one it, of the strangest ones because it's so different from the others. Yeah, I feel it is. Like. I, I really like it's it. It's kind of teen angst. I probably yeah. like it. You <laughs> probably like it that. because it's, it's very strange. I, I like it because it's like, I, I like I like a little bit of mystery. Like when you have your your young kids like, or, uh, yeah, like as a young guy, like, ooh, I want them to be figuring things out because I want to like, I, I liked like well, the discoveries he would Isn't make. that every Harry Potter movie though? No, I, I but I feel like it was more defined and uh, and uh, congealed in Goblet of Fire. There's like bi- three big mm. things where he's like, a problem I have to solve, how can I solve it? And he like goes about trying to solve it and then finds a solution. And it happens like three times rather than like once per, mo- per book. I guess so. I mean, I, I still feel like, for instance, the first three, Yeah, you can't oh, just see, like I do see. like Sorry. this. You have to like. Sorry, bad etiquette. I have <laughs> Another time, Sam. Uh, well, I, I know there's a tendency to like look at who you're talking yeah. to, but in this case, it's better to just. Talk uh, I'm to just the gonna. Mic. D- I'm just gonna look at my keys. What were we talking about with Harry we were, Potter? Um, so I think I think the first three Harry Potter films, for instance, still have a lot of good mystery to them. I think every Harry Potter movie just has a good mystery plot line. We're just figuring things out. I just think uh, uh, Goblet of Fire is the best. <laughs> I think um, I think the first two Harry Potter movies were like really good at. <laughs> Josh, don't do that. They can hear the squeak. <laughs> it sounded like a oh like a little God. swing. <laughs> oh, this I, is so restricting. <laughs> All right, restart, Christian. <clears throat> God, what's the time? Forty-one forty. Okay. Uh, why so do I, they invite me anywhere? <laughs> Stop! Oh my God, we have we have more timestamps for this podcast than we've had for all the other podcasts yeah, combined. We never had this many ever. <laughs> I love I'll it. Stop talking. Um, I feel like the first two Harry Potter movies were so good at like setting up the rest of the eight part series. Definitely. And like, I think I I I honestly feel like from a filmmaking standpoint, um. Prisoner of Azkaban was like the best. Yeah. Not like I don't know. Maybe it was just, like, like Alfonso Cuarón. He did Gravity. Mm-hmm. Grab. And like, <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it just felt like so. He brought like really good directing yeah. to the franchise. Yeah, and I feel like with the rest of the movies, it was more like the story carrying it along rather than the filmmaking. Yeah. Definitely. Did I did I pinch a nerve, nope. Josh? No nerves. Have <laughs> Josh been pinch- I like how clear it was. Uh, Prisoner Azkaban, the book, really was a little bit confusing. Yeah, just because all the time travel stuff. But the I like that the movie was really clear. Actually, I, I, uh, that's what really makes me sad is that like Order of the Phoenix was actually my favorite Harry Potter book. Oh, I hated. The oh, Order really? The <laughs> I hated the book and the, I I didn't hate the movie, but I didn't like it. You know what's funny is I make fun of Goblet of Fire for being teen angst, but Order of the Phoenix was the most teen, <laughs> most teen angst book of the yep. whole series. But there was so much stuff they cut out for the movie, and it was just bad. <laughs> I don't know. Have you watched the Harry Potter star? I watched the first one, and what do you think? I feel like 
it was decent, but it's not. It's forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I agree that the first one is. I think, like, if you watch the whole series, it's better. I like the chess fight. That's, like, the only part of the first one I really I feel remember. like that was the only time Ron was, like, ever useful in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he was supposed to be killed. Yeah. Like, Aww. he actually made the sacrifice. He was the only guy that actually knew how to play chess decently. He peaked early. Yeah, he really <laughs> peaked early. Dang. Mm-hmm. But he got Hermione, so... God, that was and Ron. so weird. Spoilers. That Ron got Hermione? Goodness gracious. What do you I don't think feel of, like we have to spoil... Um, no, we don't. Never mind. It's like what, a, what it's a six-year-old movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was too old. What do you Watch think? Spoilers it. for me. <laughs> yeah, no, it was true. Well, I know, I know. I Haven't know. you read the books? No. The the uh, reason why I, I never re- finished the movies is because I haven't finished the books. Uh, and I have I, all of them. I have all of them. I never read the books. Let's really? read them all together. <laughs> yeah, let's do a. Let's turn Dreamwaves into a book club. Every <laughs> just Thursday. Harry Potter book yeah. club. <laughs> let's just let's just make Thursday or like. Annual or weekly club meeting, and we'll talk, we'll dissect the pages of oh the book. Oh my gosh. But, um, <laughs> what do you guys think of like the next Fantastic Beast? Have you seen the. It is like. The trailer? Is there no, a trailer? there's like, like they came out with the title and they came out with like this like 20 second gif. Of, Pull it up for me. Oh, okay. Because I haven't seen it. It's like, um. I haven't seen the first Fantastic Beast, but it seems, God, it seemed kind of like bland to me. It is you know? bland. Um, I I I thought it was I liked the setting. I will say yeah. I really enjoyed the setting. It looked like it had good production design too. Nineteen twenties New York and the costume and I I, I really like Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> I don't like Eddie Redmayne honestly. So yeah. I I enjoyed oh, I love Eddie Redmayne. I love him. <laughs> I enjoyed watching it not necessarily for the the story. The story wasn't that great. God, like it was so boring. <laughs> Like, there was nothing magical about it other really? than, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, like, 2016 was just a year Wait, of... you thought there was nothing magical in Fantastic Beasts? No. What about all the beasts? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pay $15 to watch Eddie Redmayne act like a chicken. In front Ooh. of, in front of, like, this hippo-looking thing. Yeah, doesn't he, like... <laughs> <laughs> It was the I I remember that. Yeah, I, I heard know. he doesn't use a lot of magic. No, there's not a lot of magic in that. Yeah, I didn't it, think that was a huge problem with them. What What I don't really like about it is that, like in the Harry Potter movies, like when they're doing their like battles, right? It's like they're mm-hmm. just pewing, like pew pew, magical yeah. stuff coming out of my wand. Like right. they don't actually like you know in Order of the Phoenix when. Dumbledore and Voldemort were fighting and they had like the the fire snake and the water and they were using like the glasses deuce like that was magic that was really cool yeah but like the rest of the movies they were just like throwing like magical yeah. arcs of light yeah and like cool I didn't know I watched British Sniper <laughs> that's what I hate about like these power effects in movies like X-Men they just, they just, every power is basically they hold up their hand and like some kind of colored light shoots out of it, basically. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Actually, how do you distinguish like who's stronger in these superhero movies? Like, how? It's like, so hard. And even in the comics, like, even if you trace back to the comics, oh, really? Like, there's such, like, at some points, this person is stronger. At some yeah. points, yeah. this person is stronger. 
like but like i don't know like in the in the marvel cinematic universe right like we we just watched thor like thor just came out and they mm-hmm. had a whole fight between thor and hulk but you never see who actually wins yeah it's strange i was watching a video actually about who would win thor versus hulk like based on the comics mm-hmm. and in the comics they always tie like there's only wow. one fight where they don't and like that's not the case with all superhero yeah. mashups, but like Thor and Hulk, the comics have set them up to be like mm. almost equal. Like no one ever wins. Like they are, they have equal fighting prowess. Then how about like if you were to contend Black Panther versus Captain America? Like they're both super, like, like I, I, like I, I'd like to know. I don't know Black Panther well enough to give my yeah. guess on it's who just, would win. It's just I feel like. We like, need to be able to distinguish. I think the writers always approach battles between two superheroes like it's going to be a fair fight, and that could go either way. Yeah, I think they always start it with a fair fight because yeah. even like in Civil War, like Iron Man versus Captain America, no doubt about it, Iron Man would win. Right. But Iron Man versus Captain America and Bucky, mm. there or the Winter Soldier, then there's like a fair fight. Right, so even true. though Captain America versus Iron Man isn't really fair, they just give Iron Man someone to make it a fair fight. That makes sense. But I mean, they do that in not just superhero movies. Like every every movie is, they want it to be like, oh, there's a possibility that either person could win. Right. Exactly. It yeah, just but like the stakes. Like if you have like the Sherlock movies, right? At least they show the fact that like with Robert Downey Jr. that like his analytical mind of how oh, he's I like. I love those movies. I love. They are so. Yeah. There are elements of them that are just so well done. Jude, Law, I want another Sherlock movie. You know, Jude Law is supposed to be playing Dumbledore in the next Fantastic Beasts. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. And then Johnny Depp is Grindelwald, and yeah. yeah. But I was upset when I saw Johnny Depp's face. In really, the first really? Fantastic Beast. I had Aww. no idea it was going to come up. <laughs> Spoilers. I'm not. A, oh, sorry. Yeah, it's yeah, a one-year-old movie, right? Who cares? <laughs> but like, I didn't say when it happens. So. <laughs> Just know that Johnny Depp is in it. Meanwhile, in Justice League, going back to the issue of like superheroes being imbalanced, Superman, he's the, he's so overpowered in Justice League. It's literally Superman and friends. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like he, he he proves himself more powerful than every one of them combined in in this movie. It's it's really weird. He needs a he needs a nerf. He, he does. <laughs> He does. Someone hit him, shoot him with like the Iron Man uh, oh, like, shards, yeah. but with kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because like the whole premise of the movie is just the fact that they want to revive Superman because they couldn't yeah. beat the bad guy without him. Yeah, the plot is literally, oh, we're too weak. Let's revive Superman and he'll beat him up. <laughs> the end. God. And it's really strange. Like you think Wonder Woman at least would be close Able to, to his contend- power, yeah, because she's like a, a god. god. She's made by Zeus. Yeah. Speaking of Zeus, I wonder if he's ever going to show up. <laughs> how, how would that work? Zeus versus Superman. Oh, uh, gosh. The, I don't know. The god of all gods versus the god of all superheroes. Was Zeus ever in the comic books? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he has to be if he made Wonder Woman, right? Well, yeah, I mean, they could Oh, like as an actual character or just like yeah, backstory? Probably. As an actual character. Yeah, he probably was there. Probably. Because like, Ares is and Zeus Yeah, probably. Wonder Woman's first nemesis was Ares. So. Interesting. Mm. God, we've divulged so far away from <laughs> worst movies that we've ever seen. We've, we've covered our ground. Yeah, we've covered our ground. You know what? How do you think, like, you know, how how do you think, <laughs> you know, how do you think people contend with knowing they're making a bad movie? Like, 
No, like, okay. I bet they say it won't be that bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting yeah. paid for it anyways, it's right? Oh, do you mean like on the lower level or like sponsoring it? I think on a lower level. Hey, if I'm getting paid, I'll work on a bad play. Really? Yeah. If I mean, I'd prefer to be paid and work on a good one, but yeah. it's like not be paid or be paid and work on a real bad play. I feel yeah. like if I didn't believe in the story that was being like, well, obviously, if I'm working on a film set, I'd probably be like a, a runner or something. Yeah. Right. But like, if I was like a DP or an editor and I didn't believe in the story, they better pay me the good bucks to like do it because <laughs> I don't know. You can you can make poop. You can you can coat poop in in. And, and tissues and, and flowers, but it's still going to smell like dookie. I don't think that's the original that's saying. Like, what an interesting analogy. <laughs> <laughs> poop in tissues. Get some dookie. Just going on a Can't hide the dookie. Oh, my God. You you can wipe, but it's still a butt. <laughs> so, Star... <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> of what? Cough. And Christian's huh? laughter. <coughs> but what, is, what are you saying? I just said star. I was wondering how you are over there. Tom's falling asleep. Oh, no, I just got a little bit of a headache. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry am I laughing too no, much no, no, for no. you? Oh, It's just the stupidity in this room. Can you pass over? Pass over do you have Triscuits left? Sorry. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We can't, we can't talk like there's food here. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna cut that out. Do you have any triscaterios? That's still food. bracelets. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. Oh yeah, I okay. forgot that. We but like, we're just the making thing it harder for Star to edit this. <laughs> Sorry, really are, the thing that cannot be named. Can you pass them to me? If there's any left, <laughs> That's the thing that that makes crunching sounds in my <laughs> mouth that will satiate my hunger. Oh, that's too much. I was fine with just the start. It oh. could have been anything. I'm going to cut this out anyway. Okay, start. You're not answering the question. If you're going to cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later. You... Not now. Okay. Not when you on the podcast. Have you ever... What do you think of like... um? I guess this is like for everybody. What do you think of like actors who want to learn the process of filmmaking, but like obviously don't it's want me. to... Yeah, but don't want to be in filmmaking. What do you mean? That's exactly me. Like I like them. <laughs> <laughs> like, like one of the things that I I learned about one of my actresses was that she wanted to learn like film the filmmaking process so that she understands um how to be a better to how to be a better actor for the camera. Right. And I thought that was really like well yeah at Josh it was really cool. It's nice to know that. But do you think like it would deter people or it could deter somebody else who's actually interested in filmmaking from gaining experience? You, because they're taking their space? Yeah. Um, I'll let other I have strong feelings, so come back to me. <laughs> I really don't know about that. I don't see why one person's interest would affect another's. Mm, that's true. I think as long as the, the person's interest doesn't really... Um, like hinder someone else mm-hmm. in, in in the way that um, it's like, hey, I have a position, but I'm not going to be interested. I mean, I, I am kind of interested, but I'm never going to do this in the future. Then I don't I don't think it, it it's I don't think it would be a good thing for 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 the act actor or actress yeah. to do. Um, 
replying to Star and then yeah. working backwards. This is an argument Star and I have had for a long time. Uh, um, oh, I remember this. And <laughs> I'll just give my, I'm not going to argue about it. I'm yeah. just going to give my side. I think that filmmaking can be a, it's a hobby for some people. Mm -hmm. Just like drama is a hobby for some people or like anything cooking is a hobby for some people. Um, and that if you're interested in it now, then you can, I mean, just, just do it now. You don't have to do it for the rest of your life. Yeah. You can still do it. Um, and furthering on that and addressing your question, I don't think there's a finite amount of spots in filmmaking so that just because an actor or someone who is not interested in doing it long-term is in it, it doesn't necessarily push someone who may be interested in doing it long-term out. If they're actually interested in doing it long-term, like they'll find a way to do it. You mm -hmm. can get a camera, you can film make by yourself. There's, I, don't, I just don't think there's a, f a finite amount. Like just, yeah, like if you adding one person doesn't necessarily push another person out. Exactly. I feel, yeah. I'm, I'm just posing the question because like mm -hmm. one of the things that I was thinking about too is that like if the actor is behind the camera, what it, like that's time away that you could be in front of the camera that, as that well. That is true. That's a really good point. So, I mean, honestly, if like, if I have an actor and they're just constantly asking me questions about filmmaking while they're acting for me, I'd be down to, I'd love to just like show off my, my <laughs> filmmaking knowledge. But like, I feel like it's a, it's almost like I can see how it could be a detrimental to the actor, to the crew member for the crew, for the actor to be behind the camera because if they're if they're an actor worth their salt i would prefer them to be in front of the camera mm -hmm. Does that makes sense yeah also if an actor knows how the filmmaking process work he or she could um help in mm -hmm. i guess yeah. like as an actor be con be cont continuous with uh the actions um, always do the same thing the same, and remember yeah. to that's something I really again. learned that's yeah. something yeah. I, Actually, I, I pride myself in now mm -hmm. that I did, I mean when I started acting yeah I I, that's one thing I noticed like working on film productions is that like actors some actors can't I guess they just need to be they just need it explained to them how like mm -hmm. editing and stuff like that works right. because there are moments where like but this doesn't feel natural, but we can make it natural in the editing process. That's that's also a complaint that sometimes it's like, mm. they're like I, I don't feel like I can act in this scenario. Like that's, mm. this doesn't feel natural. It's a very weighted thing for an actor to say. Really? Yeah. How do you mean? Like, can you expand on I that? I mean, it's just like, uh, this, so like, so like, um, it doesn't feel natural. Like it could mean I'm uncomfortable with this scenario. Like the dialogue doesn't make sense. The most common thing is like this dialogue doesn't make sense. Like this isn't something I personally would say. Mm -hmm. People say that, and it personally, it's one of my pet peeves of other actors to do is when they're like, oh, "This doesn't feel natural." My director is calling me because I'm not there, but I told them I wouldn't be there. <laughs> um, uh, shoot. Um, you're going darn, off about I natural. Had a, yeah. That's that's basically it. Going back a little bit. Um, oh, one of the nice things about uh, working backstage that I didn't realize but before I did it, but now that I'm in it, I'm like, wow, this is probably the best thing I've learned, is you really make connections when you're doing backstage. 
Uh, like are you when, talking about backstage theatrically or backstage film? theatrically or film? Oh, There's okay. a lot of similarities. Like just working behind the scenes, you meet a lot more people than you do when you're an actor. When you're an actor, you especially in bigger productions when there's more people you talk to the director and that's about it you don't really talk to anybody else um but when you're working backstage you get to know all these people who are going places and like just being able to work backstage for me has opened up so many more excuse me so many opportunities like people will come in and ask me to do roles because they've, they've worked with me back behind the camera and it's like oh i like this guy he's fun to work with mm -hmm. that's and he's not a bad actor, so I'll reach out to yeah. him because I know him. So it's it's it can be about for some actors, it's more about making connections. Actually, that's kind of what happened with Jessica with Joy. Yeah, I mean, it was me reaching out to her because we worked with her on Hamza's film. Right. But, yeah. Um, and the, another thing is, um, I recently uh, did an internship with my church, and I found out such a funny statement. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Uh, um, we were do we were like dubbing um spanish i mean okay we had to translate us uh, uh we had to translate and have spanish people uh talking spanish for the espanol church and um for the people who weren't uh who were like the actors they did not understand that if you mess up like we can cut that. You don't yeah. have to keep saying like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I messed up. I'll, oh, I won't yeah, do yeah, this again." Yeah. And then because of that, we have to take more time in editing. Yeah. But when we we had another person who was uh, uh, of the Spanish descent, and he was able to like, if he ever messed up, he's like, "Let me just stop," and then c continue. So we see that like that line in editing and so much easier for us. So I believe that as an actor, it's, 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 I guess it's beneficial to, to learn some of that aspect. God bless that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That was just something I was thinking about while I was working over the weekend. But um, hmm. is it about that time? It's only been like an hour. It's only been Especially like with all the cuts we're going to have. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what do we got, guys? We got 20 minutes to kill. Um, You're killing me. What's, what's been eating you? What's been eating you, Dom? Um, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> hmm, what's been eating me? You know what? If, if, we're, gonna, if we're just going to go off. I'm standing up again. I'd like to, like, one of our viewers... Maddie, she was shout an, out. Yeah, shout out to Maddie. Shout out to Maddie, the She's, only viewer. Yeah, the only viewer. <laughs> She's been. She was My awesome over this weekend. She was like. Like, I just made, like, a last-minute decision to make her my DP or my camera operator, and I was very happy with what transpired, honestly. And, like, I don't know. It's awesome. Like, do you ever feel like... I, I guess this is... Oh. What? I, I, uh, <laughs> Josh is dancing. You don't in have the room. to stop for me. I was gonna go oh. and look over Star's shoulder. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna pose a question to you. Oh, okay. and I I'll guess answer it when I get over there. But I'll listen to the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Jo Josh is fell, flailing around oh. the, the studio. Guys, I can't give you a visual aid, but right now it's pretty whack. All right, but um, the question. <laughs> so. 
when you when you like are on a film set or something like that right mm-hmm. do you ever f- feel like your caliber of acting is higher than the caliber of the crew or how would you contend with yes <laughs> how do you how do you all the time <laughs> all the time. i wouldn't i wouldn't say all the time um it happens more in the theater oh really than, because i mean and it's it's case by case I, it has happened in film but like i'll, I'll talk about it specifically for film because that's what's important Con- continue what you were saying as i move back around because um sometimes i wonder like it, it goes like <laughs> It goes both ways. Sometimes I see like we have a really good actor and like our crew isn't up to par. And sometimes I see a really bad actor and it's like, why am I wasting my time with so and so? I can think of a couple people. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go down there. Let's not. We they are students at the University of Florida and we're devils down there. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I guess from an actor perspective, how do you? I mean, obviously, you have to do it because you agree to. Mm-hmm. You can't just like really back out of some it. People well, some people do. That's not me, but some people do. Um, when you audition for student films, I think you take that risk into account. The fact that you are going to be working with some really people who may have not have any idea what they are doing, um, and that you're going because, like, I'm a, I'm a professionally trained actor. <laughs> Who's been working in my field for over six years. Um, and some people are just like trying and film out for the first time, which is totally cool. Mm-hmm. I'm totally for people trying out f- film. Um, you just have to be a little bit more patient. Uh, and y- you have to, the big thing is you just have to try harder to make it a fun environment for yourself, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But you're probably going to take out a lot less in that situation. But, I mean, any chance to a- acting is fun, mm-hmm. and any chance to act, even with it's if it's with not people who aren't that great, is a good chance for me. But one of the things I like to do is if I'm working with a new group, I like to try to get a small role, mm. and then I'll get maybe like an hour or two hours commitment, just so like I can get a feel for the group. Are they professional? Are they fun to work with? Even if they're not that great, if it was a fun experience for me, then I'll audition mm-hmm. for them again for a larger role. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a risk you have to take. It's not one that it's not a huge waste of time. Yeah. Like you're not losing that much in the theater. It can be worse. Cause like here mm. we're working with people like who've never done the stuff they're trying to do before. And it's their first time. And it's, it's, it's the big thing is it's just a longer process. Film is a short process. Thankful. I would never work on a full length piece if I didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Unless I was getting paid. <laughs> True. I actually want to pose this to Dom and Star. What is it as a crew, like as a filmmaker? What is it you want out of actors? Like, how do you want? If if I were an actor on your set, how do you want me to like? Other than obviously great acting, right. what's a better <laughs> way to like make a crew member's life easier as an actor? I feel like. One of the big problems we have is that most of the actors we get are trained in theater. Mm-hmm. And it theater acting is very different from film acting because on a stage you have to be very exaggerated, very loud in order for the audience to see like how you're emoting, like what you're mm-hmm. saying. But 
in a film it's much you have to be much more subtle and like realistic so i feel like people need to be like actors need to be more conscious of how they need to act like how it'll look on film that they need to be like more subtle about it mm-hmm. and just try to be natural i guess how about you star I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> I feel as if um, an actor would help the crew. Wait, can you can you restate that question? So again? the Sorry, question sir. is, <laughs> as an actor, what is what can an actor do to best make? I guess best make lives easier for the crew. Okay. Well, uh, aside from the two other thing I was talking about, the if you messed up, don't don't say anything and um so we can and um continuity other than that i feel like um it, i feel like it's it's good for the actor and the director or assistant directors to kind of kind of know each other a little more mm-hmm. so that they um when the director says hey i want to do this that they can can kind of kind of understand and um i guess connecting that in that level so that it's not like hey you, hey this is a piece of product do this you know yeah. um just like personally connect with them and um stuff like that okay that's what i think so josh i guess or I guess you can answer it from both ways. Um, I'll think about the answer to that question. I, I want to say that I, I completely, and maybe this is the answer to my question. I just completely agree with Star that the most valuable thing for either an actor or director to have is just a a, a good, good relationship. relationship. That's like, uh, and one of the things I want to counterpoint uh, Dominic's statement that mm-hmm. all the people here are theater actors and they're bad on film, which is completely true. Completely true really? statement. One hundred percent. I can think of a lot of. There good are good. Uh, they're few and far between, though. I can think of three. I can think of two. <laughs> I can think of, th- but I know more. Actors oh, that's true. I can think of like three or four here, people around here who I'm like, mm, they're really good on film. Um, uh, and their stage doesn't carry over. But <laughs> <laughs> um, God, it's already nighttime. Why are you throwing shade, man? I don't. I don't actually know what I said that was bad. Oh well. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, I was just saying, like their their stage acting doesn't carry over onto film. Mm-hmm. There's only, oh, like, four people. Who I thought you were throwing shade. <laughs> well, no, that was, was completely my bad. Can we take that out? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I get, darn it. Um, oh, but one of the things we also lack around here uh, is like good d- film directing crews. for actors. Mm-hmm. Like That's there's true. there's two yeah. elements of directing. One that I'm really bad at, and one that I'm not as bad at when it comes to film. And the bad part that I'm bad at is like the technical process. Mm-hmm. Like where are my shots going to be? How can I make a motion on this stage? It's like the, the, the taking together of the design elements and pushing it onto the mm-hmm. screen. But then the other big one is also interacting with your actors. Um, and I don't think there's any classes here no. that do that. It's, it's a, it's a hard thing to teach, but they should at least try to teach it. It's more of a thing that you get when you, practice working with actors but even when i did the most professional production here which was that uh the class you were oh in, ncf ncf shout out to um, miss amon she's doing a comedy movie in new york right now oh. she worked five years of her life on it anyways <laughs> uh the the narrative collaborative filmmaking class like even then they are more concerned people around here are just more concerned with the design elements because that's what they know they don't really know how to communicate with actors that 
listen. They don't know how to say effectively, I need you to be more subtle or I need you to give me this emotion. And I think that's something that actually if filmmakers had a little bit of theater, I think that's something filmmakers could learn in the theatrical canon because we mm. really focus on even the inner lives of our characters. Yeah. Like there's the big complaint for actors that you need to be more subtle. But even a good actor, even being subtle, a, a good stage actor should still be able to give you a, a good performance if you can bring them down. Mm -hmm. But you need to communicate to them what you want to see in their performance. Um, I think I think that's actually one thing that I notice uh, working over this past weekend was like I was so caught up. I guess it was mostly the fact that I had a rookie cameraman, mm -hmm. and like I had to like focus to make sure that at least what was on visual or on video was good enough that we could mess around with it. But like one of the things, yeah, like um, I wasn't like there was so many aspects that I wanted to like communicate to my actors but i didn't have time because i was making sure like lighting was over here sound was decent video was fine and i think that's a problem in and of myself that i need to trust my crew to be able to take care of that yeah which is why like oh but the problem is also you we don't have enough people in our crew yeah here. like there should be a director of production and other people doing some of those jobs that you can rely on. What I want to... The DP is supposed to, yeah. to tell about the lighting and the lighting people can yeah. talk about talk to the DP. is like, we need another shot. So. Yeah. Like, one of the things that I really want, or want to be able to do is that get people that I know are good enough in those positions that I can just focus on talking to my actors because like i wasn't even able to get all my actors together until the day of which really sucked but like like being able like yeah communicating yeah i yeah yeah <laughs> thank you yeah <laughs> josh is preaching it's kind of nice that like i've always been a fan of the whole make actors your friends instead of making friends your actors so it, it kind of helps that I think you make your friends your actors out of necessity, not yeah. because you want that. <laughs> I don't, like you acting in that one production. Oh Whatever God. happened to that? Um, I'm. So we weren't able to film that Saturday after the apartment scene, so we're pushing it to next Sunday. Mm. Yeah. I regret not saying no. Oh, we, like, can we take that out? By the way, I don't want no, to. No, add it. Keep it. No. Be honest with your listeners. Um, <laughs> if would, I was honest with my listeners right now, you want to hear some honesty? I. No. Would you star and, I guess, Christian, you can answer it again too, but primarily star and Dominic, would you ever, like, act on the uh, on camera? Like, if Christian was like, guys, I made this role and I think it's perfect for you. I'm very uncomfortable with acting. I'm, I'm definitely <clears throat> available. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, Star and I oh. have talked about this before. Oh yeah, didn't you want to audition? No, 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 it was. I, I don't know why, but I, I feel like I was, like half trolling, half like me. No, no, I, I am, not you. But you were half trolling me. No, no, no. As in, like, I feel like, I don't, I don't know why, but at that point where we discussed about acting, mm -hmm. I was like, I felt as if. It's like you're not set for this, and, oh, yeah. and it kind of, kind of like that kind of mood. Rather than, like, I know, like I, I would probably not do acting, but it's just that kind of mood. I was like, oh, I just want to 
prove you wrong. Or oh something. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could. I, I, I yeah, we were at that point. I posited this question about actors being behind the camera. I, I, like, I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself because, like, because, oh. <laughs> like, I feel like, it, yeah, I, I am, I am contradicting myself, but. <laughs> I think it would be at least a nice experience to understand how it feels to be directed as a director. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. do learn a lot doing that. Yeah. Do you think, do you think you learned a lot directing B minor? Like, yeah, 100%. I learned so much. I learned a lot of stuff that I don't actually need. (laughs) (laughs) Like I learned more about like film stuff, like the, the way the film process works rather than actually directing being able to direct on stage as I have in the past year has really helped me as an actor because I already know like the stage mm-hmm. system. Like I'm not having to play catch up there so I can focus on working with the actors and like learning a lot there. And I'm sure if I had that o- opportunity now, knowing more about the background of film to direct on film, I would, I would learn how to act mm-hmm. a lot better just because I, that would be the focus. I could focus on that instead of playing catch up. Yeah. Would you want to direct another film? Um, uh, I would, uh, I would, I would not be opposed to directing another film. Uh, I wouldn't want to direct a very technically challenging film. Mm -hmm. Like I would, I would direct a music video in a heart. If somebody was like, Hey Josh, I have this song that like, if I knew a musician, I would maybe even go up to them and be like, I love this song. I want to make a music video. I would direct a music video in a heartbeat. I feel like. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I feel like music videos would be technically challenging, though. Yeah, but uh, but like, there's a lot of things that I can just like scrap. I would have a, like a better artistic mm. start, like having that more defined. Like the length is already defined, the timing is already defined. I agree that there would be technically challenging parts, but like even experimenting with that, it's more the design technical mm-hmm. parts, and I can leave the technically technically technical technically technical challenging parts to other people mm-hmm. um actually one of the things that i remember reading or listening to an interviewer from quentin tarantino or, or interview of quentin tarantino i guess this is like a lasting line is that a director should be the best explainer mm-hmm. like it's more about like finding the best people in your certain positions and explaining how to get that vision that he has in his head. And I mean, if you've ever listened to Quentin, you know, that man loves to talk. So <laughs> it works so easily for him. And it, like he works, I mean, he works with the same people all the time. Like his editor or she, one of his editors, she he worked with her until she passed away before The Hateful Eight came out. So yeah, I think, I don't know. I enjoyed this dialogue about seeing how like both sides of the camera maybe we should ask the camera what its opinion is next time <laughs> but anyways what <laughs> it was a joke <laughs> <laughs> i think it's about that time <laughs> i think it's about that I, time. I like the joke thank you star you didn't laugh <laughs> you just we, sat there we we've talked about this is a good this is a good 80 minutes of talking yeah. i was really happy about this um to all our viewers, wait, 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 wait. do we have a sign? Start that. Don't say eighty minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> 80 I mean, minutes I think, or so. <laughs> I think we had a good talk for this, the prior longest podcast yet. Um, to all our <laughs> all three viewers, we do have, we have a do we have, do we have a cool sign off? 
No. Can we make a cool sign off? You want to make a cool sign off right, right now? now? Live. Okay, live in the e or W or UF journalism call or College of Journalism Communication. Let what what's our sign off? We're wishing you good night from the UFJ school. <laughs> Someone make the next line. <laughs> you hope you like our podcast and hope you don't drool. I don't know what that means. <laughs> don't drool. Don't rhymes drool. with school. Rhymes with school, but rhymes with drool. We're gonna sign off now. Cool. Sorry, I have a headache. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, this is the kinetic picture, and we're out. Bye. 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 ASMR.